0: sound of movies with today's host
1: Joan Andrews welcome to the sound of movies where we play for you the music behind the scenes and narrate the stories of feature films today we're going to listen to the music of atonement from 2007 the story of atonement was written by Ian McEwan the music was composed by Dario Marianelli we'll start with the opening music of the film and a summary of the story Atonement is the story of a lie and its consequences. The liar is 13-year-old Briney Tallis. Driven by jealousy, she tells a lie about the man her sister loves. The story that follows is how that lie affected her sister, Cecilia Tallis, the man she loves, Robbie Turner, and of course, Briney herself, for the rest of their lives. set in England in 1935 at the country estate of the Tallis family. We first meet Briney Tallis. She's a 13-year-old girl with an active imagination and aspirations to be a writer. We see her walking through their house when she spies her older sister out in the yard by the fountain. She's not alone. Robbie, the young man who works on the estate, is with her. To Briny, the two of them seem to be having a heated but passionate exchange. Briony is intensely interested in these two figures by the fountain. We then see the scene again, this time not from Briony's perspective, but as it really happened. We see Cecilia has purposely tried to engage Robbie in conversation. Though her style is a bit abrasive, Robbie is amused by her. And when she creates a difficult situation for them both, he remains quite respectful of her and accepts the blame. In the next scene, we see that Cecilia and Bryony's older brother, Leon, has come home and he's brought a friend, chocolate millionaire Paul Marshall. We learn there's going to be a grand dinner that evening, and to Cecilia's surprise, Leon has invited Robbie to join them. He clearly thinks there's something between Cecilia and Robbie and wants to tease her with this invitation. Later that day, we see Robbie at a typewriter. We learn he's trying to compose a note of apology to Cecilia. He types one that clearly amuses him, but he puts it aside and does not intend to send. In the end, he handwrites a lovely heartfelt note. We return to the story as everyone on the Talis estate, including some of the young Talis cousins, are dressed and ready for a big dinner that evening in honor of Leon Talis's friend, Paul Marshall. Robbie, in his tux, walks over to the estate. He sees Briney on his way and asks her to deliver a note to her older sister, Cecilia. Briny eagerly accepts the task. But moments later, when she is already out of sight, Robbie realizes his mistake. He didn't put the heartfelt, handwritten apology note in that envelope. He put in the note he typed for his own amusement about what he'd really like to do with Cecilia, but would never dare discuss in polite company. Giving it to Cecilia, Briney reads the note. Briney is shocked by the note, and her imagination begins to go to work on what it might mean. Cecilia, too, is shocked by the erotic nature of the note. But when Robbie arrives, she realizes she shares his passion. Later that evening, tragedy strikes at the Talis estate when their young cousin who's visiting, Lola, is found brutalized. To everyone's shock, including Lola's, Briny declares she witnessed the attack, and the attacker was Robbie. up the story, just as the youngest member of the Talis family, Briney, has recklessly accused Robbie Turner, the man her sister loves, of a terrible crime. Based on her testimony alone, Robbie is arrested. Cecilia knows Robbie can't be guilty, and she declares her love to him, even as she says farewell. We next see Robbie. It's four years later. He's in France as part of the British Army. We learn that after he was arrested, he was given a choice. Complete his sentence in prison or join the army. We've also learned that he's a good soldier and while trying to protect his fellow soldiers became separated from the unit, he and a few other men are trying to get back. Next, we get a flashback of a scene six months earlier. Robbie is on leave. He enters a London cafe. He's meeting Cecilia. We learn this is the first time the two of them have seen each other since the night of his arrest. At first, their tents together. Robbie wonders whether a few moments of passion three and a half years ago are all they really have. Cecilia assures him, as she said in all her letters, he has her completely. but 30 minutes together. As Cecilia leaves him, she gives him a picture of an English cottage on a beach. She promises him the two of them will be there together. the flashback is over and Robbie's back at war in the middle of France, but he does have the picture of the English cottage on the beach and all of Cecilia's letters. And we also see he has a bullet wound in his chest. His face is pale, but he and two fellow soldiers are determined to make their way to Dunkirk, where they'll find ships to take them back to England. of the story as Robbie Turner makes it to Dunkirk, but it's not the paradise he'd hoped. Hundreds of thousands of fellow soldiers are waiting for long overdue ships to take them back to England. The bullet wound in Robbie's chest is taking its toll, but the pain of missing Cecilia is even worse. condition has obviously gotten worse. A fellow soldier finds a place for him to rest his head. He closes his eyes, looking at the picture of the cottage on the beach that Cecilia promised him. the story then takes a hopeful turn. Briny is now 18. And though she hasn't spoken to Cecilia in years, she insists on visiting her at her apartment. It turns out Robbie's there as he's on leave. Briny tells them both. She will recant her story in front of a judge. She will do everything in her power to make right what she made wrong. She was moved to tell them everything when she saw on the news her brother's friend, Paul Marshall, who was there that fateful day, had just married their cousin Lola. She admits to them she did witness that attack on Lola, and it was Paul Marshall who did it. While Cecilia and Robbie can never get those years back, they have hope now that they might have a future together. But the story isn't over. Next, we see an older woman being interviewed in a TV studio. She's being asked about her latest book. We realize this woman is briny, and the book is called Atonement. She's written the story of Cecilia and Robbie and her lie. She says it's all true, except for the ending. She never did confess to Cecilia or Robbie. And, worse than that, Cecilia and Robbie never saw each other again. They never got the chance. Robbie died when he put his head down in Dunkirk. And Cecilia was killed in a bombing in London three weeks later. Briney said she changed the ending to give Cecilia and Robbie in the book what she was too cowardly to give them in life. She hopes it's seen as a final act of kindness. Today we listened to the music of Atonement from 2007. Now we have for you a bonus song from the movie. In a scene we didn't discuss previously, we see Briny Tallis, now an 18-year-old nurse during World War II in London. Her head nurse, knowing she speaks a little French, asks her to go and sit by the bedside of a severely wounded French soldier. She does so. He thinks he knows her. He wants her to remember him and his father and his sister Remember his sister Anne, who used to look so serious when she played that little Debussy piece on the piano. Briny does what she can for the soldier, and then he dies. While Briny deals with that death, we hear the little Debussy piece. Claire de Lune. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the music of Atonement from 2007. The story was written by Ian McEwan. The original score was composed by Dario Marinelli. Thank you for listening to The Sound of Movies.
0: The Sound of Movies is a production of The Front Porch People. Listen to more great conversations at thefrontporchpeople.com. Thank you for listening.